Everything's just more epic with the bagpipes. Isn't that good? Mmm. Keys of David in your hands. Opening doors that no one can shut, closing doors that no one can open. Kenneth Hagin called it the authority of the believer. Anybody come out of the word of faith? Holy Spirit. They actually gave me that book uh, during my education courses at Minnesota Teen Challenge, and it was pretty good. I have to say, though, out of all the books that we had to go through in Teen Challenge, and everyone had their own individual spiritual education of all kinds of different spiritual materials, and uh, the best one for me was Good Morning Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn. When I read it out loud, a physical manifest glory cloud appeared for seven days in my room. True story. As I have grown in drinking and the whole waking up and what do I do right away when I wake up? What do I think? What do I pray? What do I la la la? Good morning, Holy Spirit. Yeah, actually the one that worked 100% of the time was, hi, Father. What do I, like, just, just hi, Father. Father first. Good morning, Holy Spirit, Father first. I was just, it worked every time. <laughs> I see the Father just perfectly discipling us. And as all of the fog of war, of spiritual warfare, and the confusion of Babylon dissipates around your souls, you'll see the hand of the Father has always been on your life in the midst of all kinds of demonic hell, all kinds of demonic rebellion and demonic religion and demonic, demonic, demonic. Because we come out of a really, really fallen world. And there's a world that you absolutely have to overcome seven times. It is written in Revelation chapters 2 and chapters 3. Blessed, highly favored by the favor and the peace and the grace of the seven spirits of God are they who overcome the world. What's the world in the book of Revelation called? Babylon the Great. <clears throat> The kingdom of the great red dragon. You know, the kingdom of religion. The kingdom that keeps people deceived in their brains, trying to finish in the flesh what began supernaturally by grace in their spirits. I don't know about all y'all, but I've confronted some people that were all caught up in their brains and really thought that Christianity was about memorizing the Bible and doing works quoting scripture as if human energy can advance the kingdom human energy is the sin called strange fire remember the sons of Aaron in Leviticus chapter 10 when they offered strange fire at the ark of the covenant fire shot out of the ark and killed the sons of Aaron mm, yikes and then they were commanded through Moses to not mourn and to throw their bodies outside the camp to be eaten by vultures and foul birds. Literally giving all the energy of humanity to Satan. <laughs> Did God do that? Is that scary? Well, it's the truth anyhow. That's why nothing works in the human realm. That's why if you look around humanity, all there's ever been amongst human beings is war, and jealousy, and murder, and envy, and strife you know they'll do anything for money and power anything the human nature is sinful to the core 
and it's not redeemable. And by that I mean God doesn't even work within the human nature. Zero. God works within your new creature in Christ's nature. 2 Corinthians 5.17, your born-again nature. If anyone's born again, they're one spirit with the Lord. That's what's written. God is a spirit. He only works within your spirit. So that means you have to get out of your brains, get out of your heads, to even begin knowing God who is spirit. And that's the hardest thing for people coming out of religion. It's like utterly impossible for people, and I realize that. We've been in this thing a long time, and there's just some people that just can't do it. And it's sad, and the only hope they have is if we who know we can do it, do it and cover them and take care of those what is the machizel bad what's the, what was david's little gimpy guy that he had at his table machizel chef machizel chef Oh my goodness. Mishiv. You know, it was uh, Mishiv for sure. Saul's young, gimpy son. And after the whole family of Saul. Handicapped. After the kingdom of Saul was erased from the face of the earth, there was only one left of his bloodlines. Mishibble chef. Mishibble chef. I think that's right. <laughs> Somebody Google it. <laughs> I don't care. Mishibble chef will do it. That's perfect. Mishibble Chef Boyardee, all gimpy, just wobbling at the table, little cane, runt of Saul's family. <sighs> what are we even talking about? Holy Spirit. Uh, I don't know, but I know he honored him because of... God, you guys. Get drunk on the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Oh, my goodness. We're getting into the realms of the glory where the brains are totally shut down. And that's a good thing, because you can never grow spiritually except by your brain being shut down. Do you know what that's called in the New Testament, Penny? It's called being crucified with Christ and no longer living. You know what picking up your cross and following Him daily is? Being dead to your flesh. What flesh? Your hands and your feet? No, your brains. No self-effort. Jesus Christ wasn't crucified at hand hill or foot hill. He wasn't even crucified at heart hill. He was crucified at skull hill because the only crucifixion to self that is needed in your life is the crucifixion of your brains so that Satan is no longer feeding you information of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil into your brain, which is the curse of the fall. I mean, it's as simple as that. It's just like, even with that understanding, I remember what I was talking about with Chef. How that little gimp could never break through. But unless the seven spirits of God on King David covered him. You know? Think about it. His whole bloodlines and his family had been destroyed from the face of the earth. I mean, and I see this. And God has gotten me to a place of understanding where I am content and satisfied in the seven spirits of God, no matter what anyone else does around me. I used to be so frustrated because it's like, my God, is there anyone that serves God perfectly? 
Is there anyone who's given them their given God their entire heart and walks in the roots of David and given God their entire soul and has the seven spirits of God working in their hearts and souls perfectly? Is there any temples of the Holy Spirit that actually serve God in perfect holiness and are perfect as their Father in heaven are perfect? I mean, do you understand? This isn't like optional stuff I'm talking about. This isn't fanaticism. This is basic Christianity being faithful to the Holy Spirit. And I know people are faithful in measures of the Spirit of God working in their lives, but I used to be so discouraged all the time because people would just be so unfaithful to the seven spirits of God. In their souls, like they will they love religion more than the Holy Spirit. I mean, talk about grieving the Holy Spirit. Seeing people more in love with the forms of church Sunday in charismania than the actual spirit of grace that's formless. They're more in love with the praise of themselves as they do the good works than they are with the works of the Holy Spirit. Now I know there are thousands that desire perfection. So I'm not messing with you. This isn't, it's not tricky. There are literally thousands that want it. And there are thousands that can't get it unless you demonstrate it. I'm telling you, it is written, whoever is given much, much is required. Some people in life were just born, some people were born with terminal illness, some people were born with mental illness, some people were born with brain damage, some people were born with such problems that unless there are King David's champions of life that can so break through and cover them, they'll never break through for themselves. That's why there is a huge amount of responsibility in true Christian leadership. Because you've laid your life down for others. And when you look at it in Jesus Christ's day, I mean, He had 12 disciples, and it's like amongst the 12, He had three. And those people had to get so deep in Jesus Christ to help others that couldn't follow Jesus Christ if their life depended on it. I mean, here's the Messiah, but they were so cursed in their brains and so attached to the forms of religion that any demonstration of freedom of Jesus Christ would cause them to just, you know, scurry like cockroaches and just run for their lives. You see it all the time in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These people were offended by everything because they're all bound up in their brains by religious light. And they were incapable, I'm telling you, incapable of following Jesus. And that's not discouraging because you are capable of following Jesus perfectly. Because the grace of the seven spirits of God is enough for you to follow God perfectly. (laughs) I'm telling you, if you're listening to this, you are chosen by God. This isn't... You know, this, the underground church of America is actually the strongest church of America. We don't have buildings made by human hands. We have the seven spirits of God. We have the temple of heavenly Jerusalem of the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. This is major, major stuff. Even though to the institutions it looks minor because it's not organized religion. I mean, it looks like just whatever, let the children play, you know, the amateurs out there, you know, you know, they have the internet, but they'll never be on God TV or TVN, you know, 
lots of people with that attitude, like unless it's organized and ha and it's a big show, that it's not that it's not real. A lot of people think about that. A lot of people think that way. That unless it's this big orchestration, you know, it's not really a big deal. Because they think carnally in the flesh. I'm telling you, the disciples of Jesus Christ during this time that are the sons of God, they're very few and far between. But what they're doing in the underground church, not just of America, but of Europe, and Australia, and New Zealand, and Africa, and Asia, there's an underground church that's not a part of the four walls of Christianity. There's a organized Christianity in every nation, and then there's an unorganized, outside-the-walls, underground church that's not taken seriously by the religious. There's literally the wise virgins and the foolish virgins. There's literally sheep and goats. There's literally true and faithful. And then there's something called the whore of Babylon, which refers to the people that sell out Christianity as a business instead of the open, free, abundant fountains of living waters. If you read the book of Revelation, Christianity in its purest form is the Spirit and the Bride say, Come and drink freely the fountain of living waters. True Christianity is a fountain of living waters. True Christianity has never been inside buildings made by human hands. No, that has been what has fought the fountain of living waters every step of the way. I have watched it in my lifetime where people try to bottle up the living waters and then they go into their buildings made by human hands and sell it and ensnare people like we're the only ones with living waters like our church has it and you know and then they market revival and sell revival come to my revival I'm telling you the sons of God will do it outside all Christian structures and we are building a building of living stones of the Lord God Almighty. And everyone of every nation will drink the living waters. It is true. The whore of Babylon has turned Christianity into a business. That's exactly the sin of the great harlot, mother of all harlots. It's called selling the body. Are you the body of Christ? They sell the body. That's prostitution. And every building made by human hands is guilty. Because that's not how it is in heaven. People say, Brandon, that's going too far. But that is what's written in the scriptures. There is no churches in heaven. And we pray in our churches on earth as it is in heaven. In sin. And wonder why we don't have revival. Because we're not obedient to the word. We still live in forms. We still live in organizations. We still live in business structures. That is not how the person Jesus Christ is. Jesus joined John the Baptist, didn't he? And was baptized by John. John, if you study him out, was long kicked out of the synagogue. Long kicked out of the synagogue. He had nothing to do with established religion in Jesus' day. John the Baptist. Jesus Christ said of him, he was the greatest man to ever be born of woman. But he who is born of the Spirit is greater than he. 
John wasn't born again. John was still in the Old Covenant. And John got beheaded, which is the end of the Old Covenant. <laughs> it's true. And anyone that practices that type of Christianity is practicing witchcraft. I tell you the truth. Because we now minister the Holy Spirit. <laughs> we now minister the fountain of free living waters. And this is why we're persecuted for righteousness sake. Because no man can contain these waters. And even though they market the revelation and sell the MP3s, copyright their worship, copyright their teachings, sell everything that God has given them for free, which is all the sins of business Christianity called the Whore of Babylon. I tell you, that's exactly true. And we're stepping on toes and some of you are guilty and God will require you to repent. You can actually live perfectly. You can actually live holy and perfectly. Because no one's held accountable until it's demonstrated. God is a just God. He won't judge you when you don't know. If people are walking around in darkness and ignorance, there's no judgment. But when the ignorance is removed and it's exposed what they're doing is wrong and there's a better way, a higher way of holiness, a higher way of living in heavenly Jerusalem and reigning through all flesh by the seven spirits of God outside the control of human flesh, controlled only by the Spirit of God through all of the world, that's what heaven on earth is. When that higher way is demonstrated by us, all Christianity will be judged. That's how we'll cleanse our Father's house. From everyone selling <laughs> all kinds of stuff they're selling out there. You look at Christianity and they have turned our Father's house into a marketplace. All the charismatic church is a marketplace. Buy this MP3 pack, this glory school, buy this, buy that, buy my book. People selling their testimonies. It's disgusting. It's absolutely demonic activity. And yet it's so normal. It's yeah. normal. Charismatic Babylon. And I'm telling you, it's grievous sin. It is grievous sin to sell your testimony in a book. I mean, look what people Jesus. And look at these people. They're selling Bibles. And that's the new thing now is the, get your own translation and sell the Bible. <laughs> I mean, look, it's everywhere. It's sin. I'm telling you, it is sin, and the Holy Spirit will have a spotless bride. That is not how you do it. <laughs> and I know in Babylon, because they don't know any better and they're all ignorant, that's just how they had to do it, you know, to have a blessed family, to make money, because they turn Christianity into a business. They got to copyright everything because someone might steal their idea because they have no trust in God to protect what the Spirit's built in their life. No faith in God. They have to trust the natural laws to protect what they have spiritually. That's demonic. You know a person's walking in righteousness when they trust the seven spirits of God, the Lord, who's built the house, to also guard the house. As it's written, unless the Lord guards the house, the guards or the copyrights unless Lord builds the house. are in vain. The copyrights are in vain. Babylonian. Is America Babylon? Everything's Babylon. 
everything in the world that's human is what makes up Babylon the Great. Everything of heavenly Jerusalem that's divine and born again and our divine nature that is more real than the human nature, that's legal. Everything born of the Spirit and grown of the Spirit, but we haven't grown enough to even know who we are yet. That's the problem. So there's no judgment. There's no judgment. I can't wait for judgment because that will remove everything that's despicable in Babylon. But there won't be judgment and there won't be purging and cleansing until people actually hear the full gospel. Almost no Christians in the world have even heard the full gospel. Most Christians don't even know the Lord. They know about Him with information in their brains. But when the King of Glory beaming in Shekinah shows up, They're scared out of their minds. They don't even know Jesus, even though they've talked about Him their whole religious lives. So, for this bride of Christ to be spotless and without wrinkle, God is going to do an awesome work in all of us by the seven spirits of God. That is this season, and it's going to be glorious. God said to me, you don't even understand the grace of the seven spirits of God. That's the favor of of the omnipotent Holy Spirit manifesting towards your hearts and minds. And I know everyone's done wrong. I mean, don't expect just, you know, lightning to strike these charismatic churches and the pastors to die right away. If they harden their hearts, of course, they're already going to die. But millions will repent and actually get into true spirituality in the seven spirits of God. Millions are desiring this to actually want to repent, to have heaven on earth. They just don't know the way. No one has modeled the perfection of Jesus Christ. No one. But we need to. That is actually our destinies. That is the only reason why we do this broadcast. And that's the only reason why you're on the internet. To demonstrate to your friends and family members There's a better way of doing life. There's more to Christianity than just church, reading your Bible, speaking in tongues, and even the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's way more. There are realms of God we have never even imagined available to us. And they're all in the seven spirits of God. Seven golden lampstands. Seven stars in His right hand. Seven crowns on his head, seven horns of his omnipotence, seven eyes of his omniscience, and seven torches of his omnipresence. Who am I speaking about? The body of Jesus Christ, you. People don't even realize what it means to be a Christian because they're so religious, so deceived. Are we the body of that man who died for us? Is that why he was slain? Was he slain for some religious reason? Or was he slain to glorify us beyond imagination so we can live in heaven on earth in the exact same measure of divine life and energy that he currently experiences at the right hand of God in Zion? I mean, I think this is a major, major wake-up call to the standard of real Christianity. We have been living in total darkness in charismatic church. Total darkness, I'm telling you. 
and we thought the light we had was something great, the standard is the man Jesus Christ of the book of Revelation. That little scroll of the book of Revelation is more important than you can ever realize. When that book is made flesh by the Holy Ghost illuminating it to you in your heart and in your soul, when that book of Revelation is your spiritual and mental and physical reality, you will be a son of God. You will be a mature one. You'll experience all of the glory of the seven torches, the presence of God so perfectly that there is absolutely zero consciousness of self. You don't even understand or can't even relate to why people would ever even talk about themselves apart from themselves being the seven spirits of God. Because you've been born of the Spirit, our entire identity is in the Holy Spirit. All identity outside of the seven spirits of God is confusion and deception. When you are born again and born of the Spirit, everything you are as a being is in God. And Satan has to lie to all of us to think that God's out there somewhere. You know, carried on a stick, pie in the sky. That's the great deception. That's the Galatians 3.1 bewitchment that deceives all the people in the world by religion, which is the city Babylon. Babylon is the city of religion that keeps everything pie in the sky carried on a stick. And they never wake up to realize I have the Spirit of God 100% already in me. If I live out of the measure of presence that He's given me, it will grow up that mustard seed of faith to be the largest of the garden plants. And we learn to practice the presence of God which is true spiritual prayer. And then we begin going from glory to glory. And it's like every layer of the onion peels back until that all that remains in our hearts and souls is the seven spirits of God. And we can fully relate to Jesus Christ in the book of Revelation. Eyes of blazing fire. I experienced that. Obviously not to the measure of my older brother Jesus, but I can relate because I have the same seven spirits of God and so do you. We'll be able to relate by experience to everything Jesus Christ is before He physically returns. I tell you the truth. He's coming back to a bride that's equally yoked to Him with spiritual abilities. And that bride is here. That bride is us. Well, most of us are actually friends of the bridegroom. But the harvest is the bride of Christ. Actually, the ones that are early to get their souls transformed. Us, we're called in the Bible the friends of the bridegroom, the sons of God. We demonstrate (laughs) to the whole world the perfection of Jesus Christ of what's available in this new covenant because nobody knows. It's like still being unfolded by grace through every nation, tribe, and tongue. The whole world is still awakening and they haven't even greatly awakened yet. When the friends of the bridegroom walk in the reality of the book of Revelation with the seven stars and the seven golden lampstands and the seven crowns and seven eyes and seven horns and seven blazing torches and and it's just all of the Father and none of them. And I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen to every single one of you. Maybe you don't believe it, that this is possible, but that's what God's going to do with your life. And He'll do it by grace. None of us deserve it. 
But this is actually the unfolding of our salvation and going from glory to glory. How big is salvation? <laughs> we don't even know. Salvation is an infinite growth in the tree of life. There's no cap to how saved you can get. We can get so saved in our souls with the seven spirits of God that the tree of life comes out of our souls and the leaves of that tree heal all this world. And that's God's plans for this generation. That's what God's been doing, trying to develop maturity in His people and all the world. And He's doing it through the internet. He's absolutely doing it through the World Wide Web. And there's fellowship, and there's iron sharpening iron, there's people getting to know each other and saying, you know, look, there's more. There's more to God. There's more. And they just feed off each other. That's the iron sharpening iron as a brother sharpens a brother. And everyone's getting stronger. That's how the army of the Lord gets so much stronger. And it could only happen, I tell you the truth, by the internet. It sounds crazy, but it's the truth anyhow. The internet today is necessary for the Great Awakening to occur. The internet today is likened to the Roman roads of Jesus Christ's day. That's the only way the gospel could spread. Only through the internet today could everyone's individual houses become houses of the fire and glory of the throne of Almighty God. This would never be possible in the past. Never. But now it is because of the internet, which opens up communication of the sons of God to spread through all hearts and all minds worldwide. In a web, which is like a vision I saw many years ago, of the interlocking root system of a redwood forest that's above ground. Redwood trees, their roots grow above ground and they interlock. That's how they can grow so tall. Well, if you want to grow so tall in the spirit that you can cover nations and cover cities and reign through everyone with the seven spirits of God, you'll need to be a part of that redwood forest. And that redwood forest and the interlocking root system is through the internet. It's true. Because the spiritual connection is real. Because it's all words. And it seems crazy, but it's true. Everything in the spirit world works by words. And you can refine people's words so that everyone changes their words to more accurately speak only the words of the living Father. And when that happens, everyone's words get refined in fire so that the Word of God is sharpened in everyone's hearts and minds because a lot of people have real dull swords. A lot of people just teach plain old error. A lot of people have no idea what they're talking about and they're just trying to sound spiritual. But some people actually have the roots of David. And by the roots of David, we have the voice of many waters actually in us that can come through us. As it's written, out of your heart your mouth speaks. So the deeper the root system of the seven spirits of God consume your heart life, the more accurately you can speak the word of God, the voice of many waters. That's why everything to us is the foundation of the soil of our hearts being entirely consumed by the roots of David, which are the seven spirits of God. Amen? Glory to God. And then when our root system is like that, you will find... There is no way you could ever imagine, you could ever even think of what God can do through your life with a foundation like that. He will use you beyond anything you've ever seen or heard of. 
Because that's all he cares about, is having the foundation of the heart. He's not trying to work within the soul. No, no, that's the soul is the overflow of the heart. Out of the heart the mouth speaks, not out of the head the mouth speaks. So when your heart's right, and all that roots of bitterness, and all the roots of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and drinking from everything inside this universe is circumcised of heart, and those roots have been cut off, and you only have the roots of David, the roots of Zion, the roots of heavenly Jerusalem, the roots of the throne of God the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, and the seven spirits of God have consumed your heart. Now He can just do anything through you. That's the only thing that matters. His heart's entirely consumed by the roots of David. I mean, there, I'm telling you, there won't be a single thought in your soul that's wrong. I mean, it'll be 100% the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. You'll be a perfect temple of the Holy Spirit when your hearts are consumed by the roots of David. <laughs> so, everything we're doing now, because really this is a time of getting perfect foundations, and really just opening up the seed of the Word of God you've been born again of. Because a lot of people just have it still in the shell inside their hearts. Shell Christians. And so you have to water it with the living waters. That shell of salvation cracks open, bursts open, and the seven spirits of God within the seed of salvation begin to consume the heart and take over the heart. As it's written, did our hearts not burn within us as He walked with us along the way? The heart begins to burn with not fusion, starfire, light of this world, but with the fire of God of heavenly Jerusalem, the eternal flame of the seven spirits of God. And your hearts begin to burn within you. And your hearts change. And your hearts transform. And you begin to have the heart of God. And with the heart of God beating in your chest by the seven spirits of God fueling it, now we have sons of God beginning to manifest. Not because of anything here. It's actually because of nothing here. If you're in your head, you're dead. If you're in your heart, that's the right start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amen. Truth in the uh, soul mist over here. Holy Spirit. Mm, I love it because I can feel the grace on it to do it inside people's hearts because this yeah. is going to just cause you people to get so glorified beyond imagination. I mean, it's so exciting that so many people are starting to get into the real things of God, the things of the city of God, the things of the throne of God, the things of the glory of God. A great revelation I heard tonight during worship was, you know, you have 12 pearls written about in the book of Revelation. I'll end with this. <laughs> There's 12 pearls, right? And they're the gates of the city of God. And Jesus had a parable called the Pearl of Great Price. What is the great price of those pearly gates? The price is giving up every lie in our heads. And many people are not here right now that should be here because they're not willing to pay the price because it's a pearl of great price. And you pass through these pearls by giving up every lie in your head and everything you think is right Everything that you know that you know, I know because I read it and I... Think you, is good. Everything you think is good. Everything you think is God. Everything in your head. That's the great price. 
of the pearly gates to get your souls glorified inside the city heavenly Jerusalem. Because it's not so much the knowledge of evil. That's easy to repent from. It's the knowledge of good that keeps the masses outside the pearly gates of heavenly Jerusalem. Because they're not willing to give up the knowledge of good in their heads. God said to me a couple days ago, there are no lies more white Luciferian than the lies of the knowledge of good. Because they have all of the appearance of God, but none of the glory thereof. And that is the number one thing keeping Christians from getting their souls glorified beyond imagination. So enter the pearly gates and give up everything in your head. Everything. And you will experience the glory of God beyond imagination, I guarantee it, because that's what Jesus is talking about in the Pearl of Great Price. (laughs) Just giving up all of our lies, giving up everything that's dead, giving up everything that's holding us back from having heaven on earth, gladly. I mean, seriously, this is the greatest thing, to repent of everything of death and to receive by grace everything of eternal life on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name. If the Holy Spirit puts it on your hearts to donate, please obey the Holy Ghost. We could use your support. Donate at breadlettermen.com. And be blessed. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.